from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Zach Taylor, Bangers, uh, Bengals head coach, meeting with the media, actually just wrapped. He said the following on the proposed NFL playoff scenario. Quote, what's in front of us is to win this weekend. From what I'm concerned, we just want the rules to be followed. And this according to Kelsey Conway on Twitter. She covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. The Bengals are not happy the NFL's changing the rules, not going by winning percentage. Taylor, quote, it's black and white. It's in the rule book. And he's right. That's the thing. Like the Bengals, they've been declared AFC North champions, okay? If they lose to the Ravens this weekend, the team behind them in the standings, both teams go to the playoffs. They're going to flip a coin. The NFL says the only fair thing to do since the Bengals will have played one fewer game than the Ravens and Baltimore would have beaten Cincinnati twice during the course of the regular season, the only fair thing to do then would be to flip a coin to determine who hosted whom in the AFC wildcard. But in the NFL rulebook, division winner gets in and hosts a game. And in the NFL rulebook, you win a tiebreaker or would win home field advantage with a better winning percentage. And even though it's one fewer game, the Bengals would have a better winning percentage. It gets right there in the rule book. And what the Bengals are upset about, and rightfully so, as part of an NFL playoff proposal that would also have the potential for three different scenarios where we would see an AFC title game in a neutral site, is that the Bengals are saying, you're changing the rules in the season. Like, that's our problem. If you want to vote on something to address this during the offseason and then apply it, great. But you're just doing this on the fly, and it's not fair to us. And I think the Bengals are right. It's right there in the rule book. It's, it's not right. I, I don't like this NFL postseason plan. I'm not going to crush them for it because they're, you know, I, I, I know that there's been a lot of scrambling. It's been incredibly difficult, I'm sure. But it's just they overthought this. They absolutely overthought this, and they've muddied this to a point where this is going to seem very vanilla, very unauthentic, an AFC neutral site title game. I'm The more I think about it, the less I'm looking forward to something like that. And again, with my tinfoil hat on, like we uh, discussed a couple of minutes ago, I think it's going to open a Pandora's box to NFL owners saying, oh, you know what? We can make an entire weekend two weeks before the Super Bowl out of putting both conference title games in a specific city like they've done with the draft. Now they do it with the Super Bowl, and now you're going to do it with the conference title games. I assure you, I assure you that's the direction this is headed. And Ernesto, we were brainstorming with Ernesto just before the break about dome stadiums that have natural fields. Is Vegas, do, do, they, uh, have a, do they have a dome now, or is it, is it retractable? I can't remember, but I'm just thinking they, about... No, no, if you check that, yeah, I think you might be right. I think you might be right, because I, I think that Vegas, they have um, those levels underneath the surface that they bring up. They can insert turf and then take off the turf. Just double-check that. In the meantime, I'll go to... Does Andre. not. Does oh, it not. It does not? Okay, so it's artificial turf? Yeah, artificial does not have a retractable roof. So as far as I know, it's only Arizona right now. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Andre is in West Palm. What's up, Andre? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Ken. Take, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. First thing, at the beginning when you said, uh, or a couple calls ago, about the idea of the 
neutral site mm-hmm. being like a domino effect. And I, I at first, my instinct 10 minutes ago was like, that's actually not a bad idea. It's a money move. I get it. It probably will happen. Uh-huh. But what if you get one seed and you got to play in Detroit? And it's like, that's kind of BS. It sucks because if you're the Bills or the Chiefs or Green Bay. So that, that's where it's going to get a lot of flack, in my opinion. But it's a, it, but. It's the it's the theory behind the money grab. Yeah, like we know NFL how the NFL. I mean, Andre, we know how the NFL works. Like maybe I hope it doesn't happen, but at the very least, I can almost one hundred percent promise you it is now going to come up in an owners meeting. Absolutely, I, I agree with you, and, and we'll be curious to see what happens. But if let's say Baltimore goes on a run, let's say yeah. Lamar Jackson comes back, doesn't have to play this week in theory, and so then hopefully it gets nixed. Because uh, Baltimore at Buffalo, Baltimore at Cincinnati, that would play itself out. So, in theory, hopefully it doesn't. But, but we all know the three-headed monster are the three we're talking about. Yeah. And so I think one of them are coming out of the AFC. Right. Right. No. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that what the Bengals are talking about is just sort of it's. Obviously, it would be frustrating for them to have to go to Baltimore, and you don't want to play in Baltimore. They'd obviously be the favorites in that game, but it's out of principle that the NFL suddenly saying, up, oh, change, we're changing everything. We're sorry, we're, we're going to have to change things and appreciate the call, Andre. Like, that that does seem off. That that seems completely off. Do we have a, a natural turf uh, yeah. indoor update? Sorry about that. Uh, Raiders, it, it, Allegiant Stadium, it's a dome, retractable turf. Retract, retractable, retractable Natural turf. They can also rule it a uh, roll in artificial turf. That's what oh, UNLV plays on. Okay, okay. But the Raiders play on a natural Bermuda grass field. So out west, and also you think you were talking about you know the Final Four. That's mm-hmm. why they built. That's what. Can you imagine the? I mean, not just NFL. The the Final Four, the NFL uh, conference championships out in right, Vegas. Right. Right. Cash cow. So now this is this is interesting. Now now we're talking some business, baby. <laughs> now we're talking Roger Goodell's language here. The neutral site AFC title game. Okay. Again, here are all the approaches here. If it's the Bills against the Chiefs, or it's Bills Bengals against the Chiefs. Here here is is what I'm thinking. It, like the football meet, right? And I think that the meatball part of my brain is on the left front side. That's when I'm watching football. That's the, the part I feel tingling. That's what gives me, if things are going well for the Dolphins, the feelings in my nether regions, uh, that front left side of my brain. That's the meatball part. Um, that part of my brain says, damn it, man, this is January. You've got three teams that play in cold conditions in January, playing football for a trophy. you got to play this thing outdoors, and you got to play it in the cold. you got to play it. Uh, above the Mason-Dixon line. Like, come on. Come on. You, you, you have to, to, to keep with tradition. You have to keep with what, what, the, what, what, what the NFL stands for, pro football stands for. But then another part of me says, wait, you got Pat Mahomes. You got Joe Burrow. You've got uh, Josh Allen. You've got those offenses. Maybe you want to play it indoors. And let those offenses just air it out. That'll be the best product right there. But then there's the, wait, you want to make this geographically able for fans to get there and cheer on their teams. So what's a midway point between Kansas City and Buffalo and Cincinnati? What's an outdoor center point? What's an indoor center point? 
Not quite sure. Is it Nashville like Cyrus proposed? Is it... (sighs) Other than Nashville, I don't know. Like, indoor Indianapolis would make a ton of sense, I think. Mm -hmm. Detroit will obviously come up. But where the hell else outdoor? Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh, Philly. I mean... Oh, boy. Carolina? Maybe. That'd be weird, though. Yeah, no doubt. And also, what do you do with the tickets? Because... It's an Arrowhead or where the home stadium. Yeah. It's the season ticket holders right. get the tickets. Is it just 80,000 tickets on the secondary market? You're going to have to handle it like a bowl game. Yeah, 100%. Um, some allotment. Or if you're the NFL, are you going for a destination city? If you say, hey, you know what? It sucks that it's a neutral site, but hey, fans, you want to have some travel packages and go to Vegas mm-hmm. or go to Glendale or go to L.A.? Like, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know. Where should this neutral site AFC title game be? 888-760-3776. I accidentally uh, uh, dropped Andre. Andre, sorry about that, brother. You're good. No worries. I'm back. Um, So, yeah, we were talking about the Raven situation, how that would unfold. But as far as neutral site, um, I want to say that um, what, what about Washington? What about FedEx State? I know Dan Snyder, whatever. I mean, he'll take the money if he can get it. <laughs> but what about do you, Washington? Do you also really? like Nashville. There, so those are my two right the, now. Well, DC, DC. The oh, the argument against that is that there is not a single solitary human being in the NFL right now that wants to reward or give off the uh, the the look that they're awarding Dan Snyder anything. Like that's just. That's going to end up right. being bad for public relations. It's um, it, it's going to be problematic for them, and that stadium is an abject hellhole as well. And so, um, the the region, yes, that would support. But if you're going to do anything in that region, then it would be Baltimore if they were bounced from the playoffs. Um, I, that that's the tough part, yeah. though. Is an outdoor stadium that would make sense for those three? I just I don't know. I I, I think. I think that's the, the most fair way to put it, though, at the end of the day, because they're all outdoor teams. Like you said, like, yeah, the NFL, we want to see a 42-41 to 41 game would be awesome in, in Detroit for AFC Championship game, but the loser, however that works out, is going to – and then it's snowing in Buffalo that day. Right, you know? right, exactly. It <laughs> ruins any inherent advantage that you worked for. And we've seen plenty of AFC title all games in Kansas year. City that are like four degrees and it's brutal. And so all those things come into play and they're unique to the region. Andre, appreciate you. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know what to do. But the, And now my, my, my capitalism brain <laughs> – is Econ 101 right now. Econ 101 is coming in. Um, fiscally conservative part of my brain is kicking <laughs> in. And uh, the top 1%, and I'm thinking to myself, hmm, how can we make the most money off of this? And Vegas is totally the call. And you know on short notice they can throw anything oh, together. Yeah. Throw anything together. L.A., SoFi Stadium. You don't think they, after coming off of a national championship game, would love to bring another big event into there the nfl the opportunity to make it a big blowout um hey look at us uh history being made unprecedented neutral site game uh and have a tv pregame leading up to it in this this whole marketing push for it i don't know yeah coming together making the best of a bad situation right right. uh the top one percent the top one percent uh, financial part of my brain right now is kicking in, and I, I wonder if Vegas is the call here, if Vegas is the play in this, and that's part of the reason you brought Vegas into the fold, right? It was because of 
maybe situations not like this per se, but because, damn it, it's a great place to do things uh, in a community with the NFL. And this would be one of those times where Vegas could step up in a pinch and say, oh, hello, hello, we love making lots of money. Mm -hmm. Hello, and we've got all these hotels and we have this beautiful stadium. Hello. Where should the AFC title game be? What neutral site should the AFC title game be played at if it comes to that with Bills, Chiefs, or Bills, Bengals against the Chiefs in that scenario? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Uh, I do know that every single rational part of your brain should be thinking about your air conditioning at all times. And this is what's happening again today. South Florida in the winter loves to lull you in a false sense of security. The, the, the Gulf Stream, uh, it, it, it dissipates a little bit, and there's a, a, a front that comes from the north, okay? And the atmosphere says, oh, here you go, 72 degrees. It's why you move down here. Enjoy. Uh, turn off the AC. Open up your windows. Uh, make sure that you air out the house. And you say, my God, this is perfect. Paradise. Mm. So, so good. And then what happens? Saturday, 85 degrees. You need to turn the AC on. But uh-oh, you turned it off, and now it started to sputter. And now it's taking longer for your house to cool down. And it's making a weird noise. Uh-oh. And you didn't take the proper steps because you got lulled into a false sense of security to look out for your air conditioning long term. So many of us fall into that trap. I did it. I'm sure many of you have done it. If you just moved down here, you're going to fall into that trap. Avoid it. There's a way to avoid it with EDS. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. Man, are they dependable. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas, and they work around your time, your schedule. An appointment, they're working around you. That, my friends, is customer service. That is being a part of the EDS family. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. When in doubt with your AC, all you have to remember is this. EDS is yes. It's easy. It rhymes. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. Where should they play the neutral site AFC title game if the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, depending on who's involved, those three teams are the ones that would be affected. Where should they play this AFC neutral site title game? And when we come back, the Dolphins. And I'll explain why part of me doesn't even want them to make the postseason. We'll discuss when we come back. He's Cyrus Wittig. I'm Ken Lavica. This is a Friday edition. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Skylar Thompson against Joe Flacco. Week 18 Dolphins Jets showdown. Put on your big boy pants. I mean, good Lord, dude. That game is being played with a playoff spot on the line for the Dolphins. And it's Skylar Thompson against Joe Flacco. Whew. 
Ken LeVick alive on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3. And hey, don't you know what? I love myself some Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. So here's the scenario for the Dolphins to get into the postseason, okay? You beat the Jets at home on Sunday, and the Bills beat the Patriots on Sunday. That gets the Dolphins in. The Dolphins are in if that takes place. Now, earlier in the week, before we really felt comfortable like talking about football, because DeMar Hamlin was fighting for his life, and now it seems like with the ventilator uh, now shut off and him breathing and him FaceTiming his teammates and telling them he loves them, things are looking really, really good now for DeMar Hamlin, okay, after the cardiac arrest on Monday. So now that we are able to appropriately discuss football, I'll, I, I waited until now because I don't want to have the plight of Skip Bayless uh, fall upon me where he just couldn't help himself. And he had to Monday night with DeMar Hamlin laying on the field. Oh, they have to play this game, right? Idiot. Even if you thought it. Come on, dude. Why? 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 I thought it. I didn't tweet it. That's why I didn't get in trouble. So I was thinking this, but didn't say it. But now I can say it. Um, I have concerns over the Bills collectively, where they're at mentally, and their ability to beat the Patriots this weekend. So this might this discussion we're about to have might even be a moot point. And you know what? I can't even be mad at the Bills. Not like I'm going to jump on the air Monday and crush him because I get it. I get it. I'm petty, and I'm a pile of crap, but even I'm not that petty and that big a pile of crap where I would rip the Bills for losing to the Patriots. Okay? I get it. This is more a discussion about the fact that in Week 18 of a season where the Dolphins were 8-3 and three, in first place, In the AFC East, they now go into week 18 of the season, and they're 8-8, and and Skylar Thompson is starting at quarterback and being relied upon to perform one half of what needs to be a two-part performance to get the Dolphins into the playoffs. Do you remember the last time the Dolphins were in the playoffs, Cyrus? Man. 2016? That's a guess. One year prior. Okay. 2015. The coach, Adam Gase. And the reason you had to pause and you had to think about it is because it was completely unmemorable. There was nothing good that came out of it. In fact, the only lasting image I have of the Dolphins going to Pittsburgh in that wild card game is Matt Moore nearly having his upper torso separated from his body (laughs) on a hit along the sideline. And then he came back into the game. There's no way that would happen in 2022. Matt Moore was nearly decapitated. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, almost, it, it looked like he nearly had his chest ripped away from his body. And then a series later, he was back in. That was the most memorable part of that game. The Dolphins were plastered. They were destroyed. Tannehill was hurt, didn't play. 
Matt Moore thrust into that role. It was already a seedy Dolphins offense as it was. Everybody was hurt, and it was no contest. There was no glory in that. There was absolutely no glory in that whatsoever. And that brings me to this. If the Dolphins beat the Jets on Sunday and the Bills beat the Patriots on Sunday, are we really excited about the Dolphins going to the playoffs? And think about who the opponent would be, realistically. The Buffalo Bills. With all of the DeMar Hamlin emotion and going up to play again in the cold and maybe the snow again, even if two is back, do you see that going well? Do you see that being a situation where the Dolphins can thrive and succeed? Because I see that being a catastrophic disaster. I don't, I don't have, Cyrus, any good feeling about the prospect of a Dolphins team that maybe Tua comes back. Again, sure, great. But a Dolphins defense that has a secondary that has guys playing that probably should be busboys somewhere right now as opposed to being on an NFL field. And again, I'm not disrespecting the busboy profession. Very necessary, very hard work. I'm saying they should be doing that as opposed to playing uh, safety in the NFL. I don't see anything that would be good or memorable about the Dolphins going to Buffalo to take an AFC wildcard beating. I- am, I, am I off base here? No. I-, I think I'm picturing that now, and I'm going to tell you when you would enjoy that, Ken. You would enjoy that, let's say the game... Let's, let's say they schedule that game for Sunday because when they play the divisional round or the wild call round, some of them are Saturday, someday or sun, some, some are Sunday. So you would enjoy that for maybe a couple hours Friday night and maybe you had talked yourself into it <laughs> by That's exactly Saturday. What I would be talking myself into it only to be made to look like a fool. And then you would enjoy it for approximately two, maybe three game minutes and 10 to 15 minute uh, real life minutes. Yeah. Because going back, like you said, to that point, that 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 playoff game in Pittsburgh, twelve fifteen to go in the first quarter. So three minutes, not even three minutes into the game, fifty yard pass from Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown yeah, touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Six minutes later, put your belief on sixty two yard pass from Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown again. Mm. It's fourteen nothing in the blink of an eye. I mean, it, it reminds me of. I just got PTSD because it reminds me of the. The pre-Mahomes Chiefs days where... Is this Alex Smith? No, this is... That that was at least a... This was... I'm talking... This is Matt Castle. Oh. Or, okay. or Damon Heward or Brody Croyle. There was a game... Jesus, God. I forgot how bad some of these Chiefs yeah, were. Yeah. Or Tyler Thigpen. Or... <laughs> I'm, there was a game where, where like four teams had to lose in Week 17 and the Chiefs won. And we went to Indianapolis... In like 20, 2009 against Peyton Manning, and we just got our doors blown off. Yeah, and it was just like, why did I do this like, what's to myself? The, what's the point? And th- this is where I feel like I'm a bad fan of the Dolphins, but as a fan of the Dolphins, I almost with how injured this team is on defense and on the offensive line, you don't know if you'd be getting to a back. I almost feel like the Dolphins, I'd feel better if they got put out of their misery on Sunday as opposed to going and taking an absolute beatdown at the hands of the Bills the following week. Nothing about that feels good to me. And then if it's not the Bills, it's the Chiefs. Mm. 
And if it's not the Chiefs, it's the Bengals. None of those scenarios are going to go well for the Dolphins, especially if Tua can't come back. And the last we saw of Tua, he was throwing the ball to Packers over and over and over and over again. And that is your salvation. Because if it's Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson in the postseason for the Dolphins, that's awful. There's not going to be anything meaningful about that. You will have wasted a week. I will have wasted a week, as Cyrus put it, talking myself into, well, maybe, well, maybe, well, maybe, only to see that game over six minutes in. And then you're just like, what was the point of that? I am a worse draft pick. <laughs> you don't even have a first-round <laughs> draft pick. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Am I a bad fan for almost hoping the Dolphins don't go to the playoffs? Lose a sixth straight and just pack it in for next year. After the last five weeks, what we've seen, the injuries, the two concussion saga, can't pick up a win, constant disappointment, massive injuries across the board. Am I a bad fan? Am I a bad fan for hoping the Dolphins don't make the playoffs? Am I a bad fan for hoping that the Dolphins don't have to go to the postseason and play in a wild card game in Buffalo, in Cincinnati, or in Kansas City. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063 because I'm torn. I'm torn. And here's where I'm my own worst enemy, Cyrus, because I have spent all season as the president of the Tuatunga Vialoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And I've been extolling his virtues, right? And I have been full of braggadocio. And after the Dolphins beat the Bills in week three, who is the biggest trash talker on the air in South Florida? This guy. I mean, not just the Bills, but their fans. I mean, just absolutely annihilating them. That is now off limits. That is not possible. I have no desire to do that to Bills fans. But what has happened now is that I said, oh, this team is capable of going to the Super Bowl. This team is going to win the AFC East. This team has been built to match up with anybody, built for the postseason. Look at that speed. Look at the depth. Well, unfortunately, all the depth is gone now. And Mike McDaniel has not figured out the way to cobble pieces together to find just enough on offense for winning efforts. They've been close, but haven't been able to find the winning efforts. And the defense can't stop getting scored on in massive moments. They'll come up with stops, keep the team in the game, and then when it's time to come up with the ultimate stop, they can't do it. I know how this story ends, and I don't want to go through it. The last thing I feel like going through is the Dolphins backdooring their way with Skylar Thompson to a 10-9 win on Sunday. The Bills beat the Patriots, and then the Dolphins go up to Buffalo and lose 45-3 with Skylar Thompson at quarterback or Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. And I know we love Teddy. And he's a great story. Teddy Bridgewater's not good. And Teddy Bridgewater's not going to keep the Dolphins competitive in a game. The only quarterback that can do that is Tua. And again, the last time we saw Tua, if his head even heals enough for him to get onto the field, he was throwing the ball to white and yellow-dressed guys. They weren't the Dolphins on Christmas Day. Am I a bad fan for hoping that Sunday ends it for the Dolphins? And then... You just recoup, you hit free agency, you get guys healthy, you figure out Byron Jones' situation, you try and get, you you make a change of defensive coordinator. Am I a bad fan for hoping the Dolphins are put out of their misery on Sunday and don't have to deal with going to the playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at 
KLV 106.3. Let me tell you about the South Florida Fair. The South Florida Fair starting January 13th. South Florida Fairgrounds this year. The theme, dinosaurs. Dino my dinosaurs. They have the exhibits. They have the excavation zone. They have everything that you are going to need to blow your mind because dinosaurs are awesome. Dinosaurs rule whether you're four or 40. Dinosaurs are awesome, and that's what you're seeing this year at the South Florida Fair. And, oh, yeah, the elephant ears. Oh, yeah, the fried cheese. Oh, yeah, all of the delicious food that comes with the South Florida Fair, not to mention everything you can buy, all the games, the rides. Who doesn't love the fair? The South Florida Fair, southfloridafair.com, southfloridafair.com, South Florida Fairgrounds, coming up January 13th. Get your ticket, southfloridafair.com. Am I a bad fan for saying, you know what? I'm ready for the Dolphins' season to end. If they lose a sixth straight on Sunday, so be it, because it's better than the alternative being absolutely kicked around by the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bengals in the AFC wildcard. Because honestly, at the end of the day, what's the point? What value is there in that? Am I a bad fan? Pretty much hoping the Dolphins wrap up on Sunday. 888-760-3776. 760-3776. That is Cyrus Wittig. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I love the Dolphins, but the last five weeks have beaten me into submission. Mercy, uncle, whatever. I... I it might sound like I don't care if the Dolphins make the playoffs. And that's actually because I really don't care if the Dolphins now make the playoffs. Because I know how, how this is going to finish. With an unholy thrashing at the hands of the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bengals. Whoever ends up being the two seed. Like that's how this is going to go down. They're going to backdoor their way in Sunday with Skylar Thompson beating... Joe Flacco, and again, there's something about just saying Skylar Thompson against Joe Flacco. You know, right before you're about to vomit, when <laughs> you, you get the sweats, oh. right? And then that, that turning feeling in your stomach, and then you can kind of taste the bile a little bit before the explosion happens. Every time I say Skylar Thompson against Joe Flacco, I get that feeling. I mean, that is just absolutely atrocious. But the Dolphins are going to backdoor their way in. Beat the Jets 10-9. The Bills are going to beat the Patriots. The Dolphins are going to get in as the seventh seed, and then they're going to get slapped around. I, I, love, I, I love the Dolphins, and I'm a Dolphins fan, and I stand by them, and I support them. But what's the point? Like, What's the point of going to the playoffs if this is how it's going to be? This went from best offense in the league, first place AFC East, 8-3, built for the postseason, to injury after injury after injury, to not executing late in San Francisco, to not showing up in L.A., to giving it away late in the snow against Buffalo, to another Tua concussion and a loss at home to the Packers, to Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson and bad and losing to Mac Jones last week. 
Like, we know, we, listen, I am tired of seeing defensive holds, nonstop defensive holds from Keon Crossin. The fact that a Keon Crossin is playing significant snaps for the Dolphins means I can do without seeing their inevitable demise in the postseason. Liam Eichenberg, anytime you want to block an opposing pass rusher as opposed to your own teammate, I support that. Thumbs up. I just, it's bad. It's bad. And I think you can take positives from this season, but there will be nothing positive to crawling your way into the playoffs if you indeed do that on Sunday. Does it make me a bad fan that I don't care if the Dolphins make the postseason, that I'm almost rooting against it because I don't want to have to go through another week of talking myself into maybe something shocking happens only to get hit in the groin? Does it make me a bad fan, a bad Dolphins fan? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Wellington. That's where Mike is. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ken. Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday, brother. It just it, it just sounds like you're tired of getting your heart broken, and I've been there. It sucks. You're just it's like a bad it's like a bad relationship. Hey, maybe we tried this. Maybe we do that, and you just keep getting. This little glimmer of hope, and then it gets crushed. I personally think you're not a bad fan. Coming from a Bucks fan, there's been from, what was it, 2003 up uh-huh. until 2020, where you where you can't even enjoy <laughs> the, the playoffs if your team is in it. You just want to get it over with, enjoy the playoffs with no dog in this fight. But I just wanted to say I don't think you're a bad fan, Ken. You're just, you're over it, yeah. you know, and, it's, and you don't like getting your heart broken anymore, but but, hey, I do want to say, though, I thought Skylar Thompson had some really good looks in the preseason. I'd be curious to watch this kid starting in a full game. And, hey, who knows? You might surprise yourself, Ken. Have a good weekend, guys. Appreciate you, Mike. See, and that's, but, but that's what Mike's doing right there for me is Mike is, is, is leading me into the trap. Oh, Skylar Thompson, he had a pretty good preseason. And if he beats the Jets, maybe he'll surprise you a little bit in the opening round of the playoffs in the wild card. No, don't do that, Mike. I'm checked out, okay? I'm checked out. You know what's, what's wild, too, about this? My, my wife, two days ago, this was back on Wednesday, she wakes up and she goes, oh, look at my Facebook memory. 14 years ago today, it was her with her friends in the parking lot at Dolphin Stadium tailgating for the wild card game, Dolphins-Ravens. That was the last time the Dolphins hosted a playoff game. Ed Reed intercepting Chad Pennington over and over and over again. And <laughs> that's, there's only been one playoff game the Dolphins have played in between that point and 144 Eastern time right now on January 6th, 2023. And that was the, uh, the, the absolutely forgettable trip to Pittsburgh where Matt Moore Nearly had his torso ripped from his body. That's depressing. That's depressing. Wait, Ken, you're not. You're telling me you didn't get really pumped up from the 19-yard field goal that Dan, Dan Carpenter <laughs> hit to put you guys up three nothing with 8:17 to play in the oh first my quarter. God, I have not. <laughs> I have not thought about Dan Carpenter in at least six years at this point. Am I a bad fan? Am I? Am I a bad Dolphins fan? Part of me feels like it, but also I'm tired of it because it's the same damn thing all the time. No matter who the coach is, no matter how much talent is on the roster, no matter who's playing at any given time. Chase in North Palm. Hey, Chase. 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 Chase, you with us? We're gonna chase him. 
That was nice and corny of me from a radio perspective. Cyrus, where else are we going here? Let's go, let's go to Kevin in West Palm Beach. Kevin in West Palm. Hey, Kev. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm, 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 a, little, I'm a little down, but you know what? I'm just protecting my heart, Kev. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, and we finally got there. But, but you're uh, good. Yeah, but I, I also root for the Dolphins, too. My lady was a Dolphins fan, you know, before she passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, but That's uh, uh, all good. But, um, yeah, I, I'm still a uh, Dolphins fan, man. I still like them. I mean, I'm a true Giants fan. I bleed blue. But uh, I understand your feelings because I – I remember back when the Giants was, uh, what, four and seven or something like that a few years back, and we were in first place, and I was walking around like a king. <laughs> so <laughs> I was taking advantage of everything I could, man. So I appreciate I your you optimism. Feel. I do appreciate I your do. optimism. That, that, see, that's good <laughs> stuff. And, and here's the thing, too. Like, we went into the season. We were fully expecting to just destroy the NFC East all year and say, oh, this is one of the worst divisions in football. This is awful. And then – They've been good. And that you realize, too, and Kevin, I appreciate your outlook here on the Dolphins, but this, for you, is easy to say because the Giants now are the trendy team that's going to make a run and ruin some runs postseason. The Dolphins aren't doing that. Daniel Jones is actually someone that I think has to play quarterback for the Giants next year. I didn't think that week six, week seven, week eight. Now I do, week 18. How in the world could you get rid of Daniel Jones? Him and Dable... That's a connection now. And then you got Saquon Barkley and you've got that defense. Of course you're feeling good about things. The Dolphins aren't doing that. Again, I said the name Keon Crossin playing for the Dolphins in the secondary. Okay? And he plays a lot of snaps. Just, just, not just a little. Not a special teams player. A lot of time. A lot of time. And that's a problem. I'm sorry to single out Keon Crossin. He's hardly the only problem. I apologize to his family and to his friends. And to him, I suppose. Sorry, Keon, but you caught a stray. Uh, Peter is in West Palm. Peter's on Ken Levick Alive. Peter, how bad a fan am I? Uh, I'm hoping you're not a bad fan because uh, I'm a Cowboys fan and I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> and the Cowboys are in a hey. way better position. Hey, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me Peter. out. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. All right. They are in a way better position than the Dolphins are, obviously. So you, you should feel more justified than I do, but I'm just tired of first-round losses <laughs> after first-round losses after first-round losses. It's always a build-up for a letdown. This I, season, it was a whole big, we got the team, we got the coach, and then that got hurt. And then, and then uh, Cooper Rush came in, and there was some build-up there, and then it was let down when he lost. And then Dak came back, and there was some build-up, and then it was he dropped it, and, and, and it was a bunch of interceptions. It's it just a bunch of buildup for a letdown, and I feel like the letdown's going to be a first-round loss to Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So, Peter, what I will say is that on its face, it seemed ridiculous what you were about to tell me. But if yes. I am going to go, if I am going to go by the I know how this story ends with the Dolphins if they get in, there is no way I can discount you as a Cowboys yes. fan yes. with the I know how this story ends. because I, I, I love the roster. I love the squad. I'm not a big fan of Mike McCarthy, but... I feel like they, they have enough to get there and then let me down again. Oh, you have been beaten down. <laughs> Just trauma. I have. Trauma in every part of since, your soul. Since Jason Garrett. Since, since Jason Garrett's taken over, I've just been beaten and beaten and Jason, beaten. And it's, Jason Garrett, the one that broke you. There's something inherently sad about that entire thing. Peter, 
My condolences. Uh, so, again, hold on. <laughs> Skyler Thompson against Joe, Joe Flacco Sunday. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me fight off the nausea. I need some water. He's Cyrus Wittig. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. I've spent the last several minutes being despondent and down about the Dolphins. But you know what picks me right back up? The thought of that glistening, glistening blue Kia K5 GT that I got at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, especially... On a day like today, roll the windows down. The weather is perfect. And even if you get stuck in gridlock traffic, which, again, if you have the Ontario license plates, the Quebec license plates, the New York license plates, don't think I don't see you. You're the ones that are really screwing up traffic down here. But it just makes life better when you're in your Kia from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's not just that, though. And I love myself from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. And yes, I did get my Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. But it goes past that. I'm not selfish. Let me tell you why it works for you as well. Because there's a credit clinic on site. If you have bad credit, and I only talk about this so much because I've been there, I have lived it. And if it wasn't honestly for my wife, I'd still be in terrible, terrible credit straits. Because I just, I'm bad. I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it. But it doesn't mean because you have bad credit that it should keep you from... Uh, having the necessities in life, especially when you live in South Florida, and that is, well, you have to have a car. You have to have an automobile. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, they have a credit clinic on site, bank reps on site. They're not going to hound you. They're going to help you. They're going to have your back. They want to assist you. That's rare these days, and especially here in South Florida where there are a lot of people that want to take advantage of you. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach is there with those bank reps, that credit clinic on site, if your credit's bad, to help put you in an automobile. It's rare these days that people are there for you. At Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they are there for you. Check out their New Year deals at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. They're all over the place. The selection is superb. Get a Kia at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Whether it's new, certified, pre-owned, military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach.com, military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Um, By the way, last night, FAU, UAB, college basketball in Boca Raton. I'm telling you, Cyrus, and and I know that I'm extremely biased. I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU. um, But Florida Atlantic looks like an NCAA tournament team. No doubt. They are 13-1 now. They've won 12 in a row. They're 3-0 in Conference USA. In back-to-back games, they beat the regular season champions from a year ago in CUSA at North Texas last Thursday. Last night, they beat the team that actually went to the NCAA tournament from Conference USA last year because they won the league tournament, UAB. UAB had the nation's leading scorer, Jelly Walker. FAU wins 88-86, erased a six-point deficit with 3.15 left to go. 36 points for Nellie Davis. I'm going to say this, and again, I'm biased, fine. But if you're a sports fan, if you're a basketball fan, and you do not check out Florida Atlantic basketball, again, this is an NCAA tournament at-large team as it stands right now. You're doing yourself a disservice. I'm sorry for you 
because you're not acting like a sports fan. FAU plays tomorrow against Charlotte. At FAU, 2 o'clock start. Get your tickets, 866-FAU-OZ and FAUtickets.com. They are super fun to watch. They play incredibly hard. Fantastic offense. Get after it defensively. they got all the pieces to make a run and not only make a run, get into the tournament and win NCAA tournament games as well. So go see FAU. They play tomorrow against Charlotte. FAU basketball is the real deal, damn it. For Cyrus Wittig, I'm Ken. We'll talk to you Monday. Have a great weekend. Go Dolphins.